Hello and welcome to The Plotting Shed. You're listening to Rachel McCarty, founder of plotplots.com and author of the book I Want to Like My Garden. Each week, The Plotting Shed discusses different aspects of garden design, but we focus on things that other books don't really talk about. I hope you enjoy this podcast and do please hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. Well, hello and welcome back to The Plotting Shed. It's lovely to talk to you. You're listening to Rachel McCartane. I hope you've had a really wonderful week. Well, for the last few weeks of this series, I've been talking mainly about back gardens and backyard spaces. So I thought it would be really important to discuss front gardens. They're the first thing that we see normally whenever we come home, aren't they? How do we go about creating interesting, well thought through front gardens? The first thing I wanted to say to everybody listening is that the front garden is not a small version of a back garden. And neither is it just a big border. It's much, much more than that. With any design principle, we need to understand how we're using something, why we're using it, what we're using it, and more importantly, how we want it to make us feel when we are in the garden. But we don't use a front garden, really, do we? We just transit through. The front garden, your front yard, is an interface. It's also your defence barrier. It's the first thing a visitor will see about your property. It's the part that when you come into the front garden, walk up your drive, drive up your drive, it's sending the message to you that you are home. It's the buffer between your house and the outside world. But all too often, it's quite a forlorn little space, isn't it, that you see, if you walk down many streets and roads, you see front gardens and you think, oh, you look really sad and neglected, or the way that it's been thought through and designed is a just a compacted version of a back garden, and it just doesn't seem to work. So what kind of things do front gardens have and why should we challenge that convention? Well, one of the obvious things that we always see in a front garden may be that you've got your boundary wall between the end of your garden and the sidewalk or the pavement, and we have a hedge. And there may be this sort of green, usually straight level tall hedge. Could be that there's a low wall or there's some fencing, but there's a barrier. There's a visual barrier between us and the outside world. We may have a small amount of grass lawn to the drive. The drive wanders up or the path up to the front door and either side there's a small patch of green, invariably with a really thin strip of planting around the edge and a few shrubs that are low maintenance. Maybe there's a hanging basket by the front door or a pot, something like that. The whole 
premise feel for most front gardens is that it's something that we want to stop people looking into my house. So it's my defense barrier. And secondly, it's something that's got to look after itself. So I'm, I'm just trying to keep it as easy as possible. Then it misses the point about what the front garden is as well, which is the first thing that your visitors see when you they come to your property. It's the thing that welcomes you home. So does your garden welcome you home? What does your front garden say about you and how can we change it? The first thing I wanted to tackle was this idea of privacy, of screening and of barriers. A conventional house, it's a terrace house, you've got maybe the, a bay window or your big window that faces out onto the road and quite understandably we don't want people looking in. Now some people have neck curtains and that's fine or they have shutters in the window, that's fine, that, but others use a hedge to screen the view from the road and that's fine, there's nothing wrong with hedges. But I'm just trying to challenge your perception. If the hedge is there as a barrier, as a, as a security barrier, how secure is it? I mean, a hedge is always a more difficult barrier for somebody to climb over than a fence or a wall, for example. But you've got an open gate. If it's there to give you a sense of security, it's not. More importantly, it becomes from the inside view looking out into your garden. What do you see? You just see a big green wall in front of your window. Now, that's fine because people can't see in, but is it really the best that we can do? Is there not another way that we can have that privacy or that sense of privacy, but also have something beautiful to look at. Surely that would be a better option than just simply a, a grass lawn between myself, a few plants under the windowsill, then a small green lawn, and then a tall hedge. Invariably, that green lawn doesn't usually thrive because it's in the shade of the house and the, and the hedge, it's competing with nutrients that the hedge are taking, and often it doesn't look good. So sometimes front gardens look a bit neglected and forlorn. The way around that, and it's very simple, and again, there is a link I'll put on here for the show notes about front garden design, which is on my website. But a really good trick is to take away the end barrier by the pavement. You know, you may have a, a low fence or a wall there. That's fine. I'm not saying take that away. I'm just saying take away the big oppressive green element. If you put something beautiful in the middle of your front garden between you, your window and the pavement, that would act as just a good screen, a small tree, a beautiful shrub. You don't have to have a six foot hedge because all that does is it encloses our space from outside. It takes away our light. It reduces my enjoyment of my, the front of my house because I've set something up on the wrong parameters. Think what's the minimum height that the hedge needs to be in order that the average person walking past on the street can't see straight into my window. 
it doesn't need to be higher than that. Just think about, rather than just letting things be as they have always are, challenge. See if you can improve the design of your front garden. The most common use for a front garden is the parking space, isn't it? If we're lucky enough that we have off-road parking, we need space to get the car into the drive. But more important than that is we need the space to get in and out of the car easily. Often when you see drives and parking, that's quite awkward. Changing the drives and the hard landscaping is obviously a difficult thing to do. But if you are starting from afresh and that you've got this, this blank canvas for a front garden, do the scale drawing, but also get the scale drawing of the car with the doors open. How much space do you need to get out of the car, walk round the car and get to the front door? because that's space that you can't have vegetation interfering with. Well, you can, but obviously it's a pain in the bottom. You don't want to have to step over something, walk round something, duck underneath something. So the car and the access dictates how much space you have left for plants. If you don't have parking space, you've generally just got the pathway up to the front door. I'm taking this journey now from the outside world to my space. What can I do to make my space, that journey, those 10 steps, those five steps, make me feel like I'm arriving home? And often with the planting schemes in front gardens, people don't want to give themselves too much work. So there's usually a lot of shrubs that are static, they're green, they don't move, they don't do much, which means it doesn't welcome you home, does it? They're just there, it's the same thing every single day. So I think think about the emotion that you want to feel when you're walking up the drive to come home and try and think about plants that will help you develop that feeling. It may be relaxing, it may be that you want to just have happy flowers as you walk up the drive or there's a smell there's some scented plants that you've put in that just begin to smell them it's all about evoking an emotional response now a lot of you may say yeah but if i put plants in the garden and i have this and that they're a lot more work well what's more fiddly trying to mow a four foot by three foot patch of grass with the mower once or twice a week or stopping the weeds in the lawn because it looks really forlorn. What takes up more time? I would suggest if you've got a really small front garden, I would ditch the idea of a lawn or grass altogether. Or you can embrace what the local councils are doing in, in all sorts of places around the world these days, is that they are rewilding the grass verges, they are allowing them to become natural habitats. It's a thought process to go, well, I'm just going to allow that into my front garden and have this wild grass space. But it would then be mirroring the rest of your environment. It might be a nice change. You might set a trend. And then you've only got to cut the grass once a year. But as you walk up your drive, yeah, it's a natural, less managed, grass 
meadowland with a few wildflowers and a few weeds, but it will be a buzz with life and activity. It's an option, isn't it? Plants don't necessarily make more work than a difficult to maintain lawn. Now, I know everybody's garden is there is what they want to, for it to achieve. All I'm asking is that you may challenge what the convention has done for the last 30, 40, 50, 60 years for a front garden. And why not experiment with different things? Where the space and size of the front garden is big enough, you might have quite a wide, and a lot of people will just have a big, wide, open grass space with a little thin border by the, by the driveway. I think getting rid of all the grass might be a, a, a bit too much, but use the grass to form the design. Use the grass to form some patterns. Use the grass to create a pathway that you might walk through the plants in that border. There's no rule that says you can't do it that way, that you've got to mimic the back garden. We're tied to a design convention that sometimes doesn't work. And all it does is it just leaves us feeling a bit bland as we walk up the drive. In terms of plants and things that I would look and choose to use, from a design perspective, I, I like change. Change brings expectation. Change brings anticipation. If things stay the same all the time, you don't notice them or you're not inspired by them or you can be bored by them. I would always try and create a garden as a front garden that would change and evolve with the seasons. And one of the best ways to easily and affordably do that is to use a lot of bulbs. You can layer bulbs, two or three bulbs deep, in the borders that you've got. Each season, as we progress through, something else will be coming up through and poking and beginning to flower and then will die back down again. You can use perennials that die down in the winter. And I know you say, yeah, but that will leave the garden looking really bare and boring. Well, yes, it does. But then the anticipation for when spring comes is there. You can't have up without down. You can either have level and nothing ever happens, or we can create change. And I just, from a personal perspective and a design perspective, I think in a front garden, change is good. You can really go for it. It's a small space. You can take brighter, bigger, bolder colours that pop up. And if they're only lasting for two or three weeks and then they die down again, it's not overloading the front garden. You can put plants in that will display the weather, grasses and things that move, but it's just to create a sense of, I'm home. I can do this garden differently. I want to walk up the drive and feel happier rather than just walk past this space because it doesn't do anything for me. So it's just a different way of thinking about the use of your front garden. So just don't think of it as a smaller version of a back garden to apply the same principles. It's a transition. It's an interface. 
just stand out on the sidewalk or your pavement and look at your house and say, front garden, what do I want you to say about the person that lives behind this front door? Are you saying it? When I walk up here, what do I want to feel? Nothing or something? Are you making me feel anything? Challenge the standard convention. And the worst thing that can happen is that you don't like it and you can change it again, can't you? You don't have to get rid of the plants that you've bought or the bulbs, they can go in the back garden. You can just put some turf back over the top if you don't like it, but experiment, have a go, make a change, be different. Use your front garden as a voice. Use your front gardens as something that enhances your welcome home. Don't let it just be a forlorn, empty space. Right, next week, upslopes, downslopes, uneven ground. What are we going to do? That's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? So I will speak to you next week. Bye for now. Well, thank you for listening. You have been listening to Rachel McCartain of The Plotting Shed. If you've got any questions about this podcast, please email me, rachel at plantplots.com, or you visit the website with loads of different information on garden design and gardening advice, along with planting plans that you can download. You can look at the designs that we've created. So do take a look and please do hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. You can also donate if you go onto the website plantplots.com. There's a little button there saying you can buy me a coffee. So all donations will be hugely appreciated. Thank you very much. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your garden. Take care and stay well.